Wearing the Folk. Welcome to Wearing the Folk. Uh, today, I'm Cecil Fletcher, as always. <laughs> <laughs> we got Henry Tolley and Jeremy Foreman coming from northern Kentucky, um, right outside the outskirts of uh, Cincinnati. And Julie, oh, where in the folk are you at exactly? I'm in the folk. I'm in Edinburgh, just outside Edinburgh, Scotland, the capital. Comes to that. Background is basically being brought up with it um, from a young child. My gran and my great gran, apparently, who I never met, um, was also into that. So my gran used to read sort of kind of teacups, um, looking at some photographs, and I had walked up and went, There's Andrew. And it was my mum's younger brother who had been killed when he was 12. Wow. And I would have no, have no way of knowing that, that age. So. And I, I want to touch on something. Um, you may see me fiddling around down here. I'm not playing with myself. I'm not doing my belt because I'm too fat. I was going to say, just with the, the paranormal, I mean, obviously, if you hear the, the scary stories, the, the spooky stuff, that's that's great to hear. But in speaking with uh, another spiritual guide, her, uh, I believe she would refer to herself as spiritual guide, um, something that, that sort of caught my attention that is less talked about is helping people with it, yeah. helping get through difficult times. And so yeah. it, I'm sure that that is rewarding in itself where you have embraced that that gift that you have. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of what I do anyway. You know, you feel like you're a kind of counsellor sometimes. So um, I went to see somebody last year before COVID and we went into the house and it was supposed to be four people we were going to see. And it turned out there was only two. And I said, that's fine. So we went into the house and there was nowhere to sit and do the reading at all. It was only I was literally in the house five minutes. So I said to my sister, look, if you do this other girl, I'll do the mum. And I pointed to the mum and she, I says, you're the mum. And she went, yeah. And I says, I'll do yours, but I'm going to go and sit in the car and I'll come in after Pam's finished speaking to your daughter. So she goes, oh, I think my sister would like, uh, she's, and I says, I'm not doing her. I says, she's at the hospital. And she was like, she just looked at me as if to say, how did you know that? I don't know why I knew it. I just knew. I says, because I, I felt like it would have been bad news. And I don't think it would have been the right thing to do at that time. So anyway, cut long story short, sister came out, I went and sat in the house and there was like a kind of couch and there was all these pictures on the wall. So I sat with my back to the pictures because I don't like to be influenced by anything that I see. You know, I don't really know anything about the place. I don't really know about any of the people that I'm kind of seeing, which is quite hard because when you know people, you have to kind of go through all the stuff that you know disregard that to pick up something new if you're actually doing a reading so I love doing people I know nothing about so I said to her yeah I said you want the medium side don't you and she was like yeah just kept nodding to me the whole time was like yeah so I said to her I want you to go and get me something that belongs to your son so she came down she came down with a wee football strip for about three or four year old and I said to uh, take it and I says, this wasn't his age. I says he was an, a young adult. So I could have cheated and went, oh, yeah, three or four-year-old boy, but he wasn't. I says, I says he's an adult. I says, this was what you had as a kid. And she goes, oh, she want, do you want me to get something more recent? And I went, no, no, no. I says, that's fine. I don't need anything. So I'm not going to obviously tell you the whole details, I says, but I told her a lot of stuff. And 
I explained about his personality. I said a few things that he would have said, like one I kept saying to her, shiny shoes. I says, he's laughing here and he's pointing and he's going to his brother, shiny shoes, shiny shoes. And she was like, oh my God, his brother was in the army and he used to take the mick by going shiny shoes. So it was exactly the words that he would have used. So I did a few things like that. And I says, but the reason I says I'm here, I says, is because you want to know. So he kind of died. She, she, I says, he died in the bath. That's what I told her. I says, but he didn't. I says, he didn't feel any pain. Um, and I said, because at this point she was waiting to get the postmortem. Uh, and I says, he didn't write down any pain. I says, he's telling me that he just went to sleep. And uh, she goes, but he, I says, no, he didn't die in pain. I says, he went to sleep. Mm. I, says, I says, I'll tell you, I says, I think he took an epileptic fit. And she goes, oh, I don't know what happened yet. She says, but that's what she wanted to know because his face was a bit contorted. Uh, mm. When they had broken into the bathroom, he had drowned in the bath in the house. So wow. she, she messaged me um, about a month later and she said it had taken her that long time to, she had found the results I think about a week after, but she had taken her, plucked up the courage to kind of message me and say, actually that's what they found, that he had taken it and that's how he died. So he didn't die in pain. So that in a way was given her and she just sort of thanked me for letting her know that he was okay, you know. Yeah, drowning, drowning when it comes to that. That's one of those things I always thought would be horrific. But I've read stories of people that actually drown. And mm-hmm. they say it's kind of like a euphoria sits mm-hmm. over you right before you pass or whatever. I could just see, like, because sometimes it's almost like, it's, as I say, it's like my memory that they're mm-hmm. showing me. It's like, and I've had that a lot of times. And I always think when I pick up people, it's almost like going backwards. So I pick up their last moments and then go backwards. So it's like the last things, because that, that's the more recent memory of the person, and then it goes back. Yeah. We've came to a section here um, to take a little break from all the all the paranormal and stuff. And this is something that Tolly always specifically writes down for me. <laughs> He's changed it a little bit today. <laughs> but... um. Our friend, um, one of the guys that has done the show with us before, who has the other channel that we were speaking about before we got started, Martin Shaw, he's he's got a lot of stories that he tells about UFO sightings and things of that nature in Scotland. In, in Scotland, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you, Do you have any kind of UFO experiences at all, or do you even believe in that type of thing? <laughs> he has a real... Yeah, I mean, when we were talking to to him, he was, like, telling us all of these crazy stories, like, that have been logged about UFOs. Like, even someone, like, what what was it? Some kind of drone or something took off this guy's pants when he was trying to run away? (laughs) Well, the Um, thing is, the reason he wants me to ask this all, Tom, is because I don't believe in space. I don't believe in (laughs) aliens and things of that nature. I don't really, to be honest. I mean, Scotland, there was a, I always think that's the kind of thing that could almost be explained away. You know, I mean, for me, that's a completely different thing to what I feel from a paranormal point of view, you know, and even then I can't explain it, you know, because at the end of the day, who wrote the book? You know, everybody keeps saying about, oh, this means this and this means that and this is, you know, none of us know. It's like a completely unknown field. Nobody is an expertise because nothing's ever 
you know, we can maybe see things or we can see spirits or we can feel things and how do I know what's going to happen? Or like, but at the end of the day, it's not proven. You know, it's just, there's, there's nobody's been able to be, people say they're experts on it, but what are you an expert in? That's what How I do you do. feel about space? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, no, Scotland, I think, I don't know, aliens, I've not seen one. There was an incident when I was at police college, along many, many moons ago, uh, where I was that's supposed to be studying and I looked out and there was like this strange light jumping about in the sky and of course then people started phoning up the radio station saying that it was a, a spaceship or whatever. No idea. I saw that because of obviously where there's where the uh, a lot of the sightings are in that area, sort of like central belt of Scotland. But I've not personally seen an alien at all. Yeah. Where Cecil Cecil has the conspiracy channel always put that in there because he literally doesn't believe that space is real. I don't think it's real. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> she she asked she asked what you thought it was then. Oh, we live in the Matrix. <laughs> um you know, somebody else said that to me in my work. <laughs> I yeah. don't <laughs> We all plugged in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of, I don't think the reason I call it a matrix is because you know that's a popular term for it, but I don't think it's like real, real. Like, and more than likely, we're sitting on a, some kind of plane that's affiliated with a matrix. Is the way I think about it, because all these all these big people like Warner Von Braun, who started NASA, they referenced the firmament. Um, being too strong to break through to get to space, even though he was the uh, creator of NASA. And then you got Admiral Byrd, who said beyond the South Pole is great unknown, things of that nature. Jeremy is a Jeremy. Jeremy don't believe any of that. <laughs> so yeah, just just to fill you in, uh, we we started this uh, just to to speak to different people. I mean, we. So far, we've had a a lot of great discussions with a lot of different people around the world. And if if you were to rank us as far as skeptical to least skeptical, I'm as skeptical to all the paranormal, everything that there is. Tully would be in the middle and Cecil is hanging off the ice wall. So it's it's interesting to to get these different takes, and I, obviously I want to be respectful of of all walks of life. Um, I don't want to downplay any anyone's experiences. Uh, I just I, I like hearing these stories; they're very interesting. And you had mentioned was it your your father had seen the figure as well, yeah. and he's more of the engineer mindset. So he was always he's everything's got to be a reason. Well, that's the, the, passed over now. That was another story. But my dad wasn't religious, right? Um, he that the weird thing. This is a thing that kind of life after death is a a big topic. Um, who knows whether whether you're picking up the paranormal, whether you're just picking up energy. There could be a scientific reason for all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you talk about particles in the air, and you know, I'm as much as I'm psychic i'm also quite skeptic so i kind of go with an open mind into things so when things happen it's not because i'm trying to make them happen probably the reverse actually so right um 
But when my dad died, it was actually really weird. Um, he had been on a life support machine, right? And he, died, he actually had cancer and then he took an infection along, a bit like what's happening now with the COVID thing. Your lungs start to uh, harden, if you like. And anyway, so he was on a life support machine and he they couldn't, when you're on a life support machine, they try and wake you up and then not fully, but they bring you to consciousness and then um, they put you back under again, basically. Um, so he was on there to give his lungs a rest and... Anyway, it didn't work, his lungs collapsed and they were turning the machine off. So they had turned the machine off and I was standing on one side and my mum and my sister was on the other side. And his eye, even, you know, his eyes looked like the, the pupils had blown and everything, you know, he just looked like he was, hadn't quite died, but just ready to die. And all of a sudden I'm going, I can feel his arm move. And my mum's going, don't, don't say that. And I'm going... No, I can feel his arm move because I was feeling his arm. And then all of a sudden, his arm moved and he lifted mm. his arm up and he half sat up and he opened his eyes. And my dad had like really vibrant blue eyes and he was just smiling at something. don't know what he was smiling at, but he was like looking at something. And he put his hand up. He wasn't looking at us. He was looking at something beyond us. And I was like, what the, f-? you know? And, and then he just lay down and went, and that was it, he was gone. Mm. So I said to the um, the nurse, because when you're in intensive care, there's a, like a nurse at the end of each bed. And I said, have you ever seen that before? And she says, yeah. She mm. says, I've seen that a couple of times. She says, not a lot, she says, but we have seen that a couple of times. That then made me believe that there's definitely something after mm. What it is, I don't know, but he was definitely, it was like he was looking at somebody he knew. It was this massive big smile on his face. Well, so, well, that, that definitely is interesting. And, and what, what I was going to get at is just ha- having that mindset, that critical thinking mindset. I'm sure you have put some thought into why why you, why your, your family have had, had this power. And obviously you won't have the answer as to why, but do you have any sort of speculation as, as to what caused it? Be, I don't know. I think um, genetic, probably. I think more than anything else, it's genetic. And also think they've been allowed to accept it in a way. I mean, I used to see things There was when I was a kid as well. Um, there was a man that used to, sort of between the age of 7 and 14, one of the houses that we lived. So I got rid of Sammy, Mickey and George. We moved to this house and they didn't come with us and I was quite upset about that because just, they were, just weren't there but they were replaced by this man who wasn't very nice and for seven years that we lived there, seven to fourteen year old, he, I used to see him in my mum's dad's room and when I used to go up the stairs they had to have their bedroom door shut so I couldn't see him. Um, and it was only actually about 10 years ago that my mum was actually speaking to an old neighbour who said that the man in the house, because they didn't know who they bought the house from, could have been lying empty for a, for a few months. Um, we moved when I was 14. He had committed suicide. That's another one that committed, mm. committed suicide in that house. So maybe that's who I was picking up. Partly was, his wife had left him and he was quite sort of reclusive and grumpy. So maybe that's what I was picking up. Huh. And, you know, the whole thing about it being genetic and everything, I'm starting to buy into a lot because 
Caitlin um, from Unbound Underground. Um, she she's hers is genetic as well, and and everything. Um, like it seems like people that has it as a as genetics has a different mindset about it. Like people like us, where we don't see things like this, we're looking for it to be like. Um, basically, we want we we're we're thinking that apparitions appear constantly. Like you see just dead people walking, but whenever we're, the more we learn about it f- from people that's it's passed down generation generation that has its true gift, mm-hmm. it's just uh, you just know it, you feel it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So so she was she is I believe eighth generation Native American. Yeah. And it's been like like that has been fostered from parent to child the whole way down. Like, mm-hmm. so I think that has a lot to do with it, too. I think that's space. I mean, my great-grandmother, obviously, I never met her. Um, but I think there's an Irish connection. Um, she broke away from her family. So my grand was just brought up with her. Um, so I don't know too much about her side of the family. But I think there's a... I've heard my sister try to do the family tree. There's an Irish connection, maybe travellers. So maybe gypsies, I don't know. Um, we don't know yet. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, my, I've got three children. Uh, they've all experienced stuff. None of them are interested in pursuing it. They don't disbelieve, they believe because they've all had their own experiences, but they are not interested in taking it any further at all. Maybe, maybe it'll come later in life. No, well, they're all they're all in their sort of early thirties, so they're not interested at all. Um, they've all seen stuff, as I say, and they don't dismiss it. And they've been um, they've been a, like one of my, my oldest daughter, one of her friends died. Um, he drowned, and we were sitting talking. He gave her this sort of um, we were in the house um, at the time, and we were just standing talking about him. He died before his twenty his twenty first birthday. And we're standing talking about him, and he'd gave her the snow globe, and it was actually sitting on top of our television. It's when you didn't have the flat screen televisions, you had more of a a top you could put on your television. And there was no reason. Now, normally if something falls off a television or falls off something, it would just drop, wouldn't it? So we're sitting talking about the next thing, the snow globe, not joking, went flying as if somebody just swiped off the top of the television. Wow. Hmm. So do you think... Do you think that, um, you know, you were talking about your father and mm-hmm. and how he, I mean, it almost seems like he was sort of carried away. Yeah. Um, do you think that that the things that, that people experience are, are more like imprinted energies or do you think the actual like spirit is is here? You know what I mean? Like the intelligence is here. I actually don't know. Um because none of us have, you know, you talk about being sceptic, you know, none of us can actually prove anything. You can, we can capture pictures, we can feel things. You know, somebody will say to me, why, how do you know that? Because some of the things that I've told people of, to me, it's like I can feel energy. So it's like, as I say, if I walk into a room or walk into an area, it doesn't mean to say that that person's dead or died. It's the energy within that, that room or like Blackness Castle, that energy, that collective energy that's in somewhere. Um, that I can pick up when I'm doing readings for people. Some of the stuff that I've told folk, I'm like, wow, you know, and I go out the door. I mean, 
I'll tell you one, one of the funniest ones. You're talking about things, right? I went to see this woman, right? I went for there was three of them, right? And I went in and she went, right? This is one of these people that get reading every five every week. We get somebody different into the house, you know. So this was a few years back. So I'm set. I thought. She goes, oh, she says, we had the White Witch such and such, and she says, absolutely fantastic. And she started rhyming up all these names, and I thought, oh, well, no pressure then, like, you know. <laughs> so I kind of I was sitting in her house, and I thought, I wasn't that fussed on her, to be honest, because she was quite um, over the top. But anyway, that's the way the by. So I was sitting, and as we're sitting there, I suddenly felt, I didn't see anything. But it's like a thickening of the air would be the best way to describe it, right? So where you can't actually physically see something, but you know that the the air's kind of thicker. It was like something just went whack right up to me. Like that. And as it happened, I started to get like chest pains as if I was, if not me having a heart attack, but somebody was having a heart attack, right? And then uh, I says, oh, there's somebody here. I see somebody's, uh, which goes, yes, I knew it, I knew, I knew it, I knew it, it's my mother. And I went, yeah, but she's not here for you, right? So at that point, the phone went. So she went upstairs to take the phone. And uh, the other two women were still sitting there. And I was like, it's, she's not here. There's somebody having a heart attack. And at that point, her sister, who lived in France, was on her way to the hospital having a heart attack. Wow. Right? So she came downstairs and I says to her, I says, it was actually from your sister. Anyway, I did a really good reading at that point. I did um, the other two women, I did her, her dad came through, loads of things happened. Um, but see, when I left that house, now she was only, I actually ran all the way, because it was night time, it was about 12 o'clock at night when I got out. <laughs> I actually ran about 300, it was only 300 yards, the only time I've ever ran 300 yards from the house, because I was like totally spooked out by the whole thing because I could feel that presence the whole night. So when I talk about bringing people through the door, and not bringing them through the door and keep them there, this person was right through the door, like, you know. Um, but she raved about me and I got a lot of... Uh, <laughs> so I ranked up there with a the white witch, I think, at the time. So what do you think is, uh, is next for Enchanted Trail Seekers? It's getting back out. There's a couple of places I want to go to. Um, not read the history. Um, there's one I'm kind of putting off, but I want to take one of my, my work colleagues there because I think because he's quite a jolly person, he'll take away the negative energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, we'll just kind of uh, get back out. The, the, the I want to go one of the asylums. It's in Scotland as well, but it's more over towards Glasgow way. Um, so I think you can get access to. I don't like asylums because there's a lot of negative energy in asylums. Um, we did the Bangower um, Hospital. That's all been churned up now and it's getting turned into houses. Good luck in that because there'll be a lot of uh, negative energy there. I think. Um, yes, yeah, um, so we can get back out and about again, but we can't because we're all tiered off here. The same as uh, you, you know. Yep. Right. Uh, I understand that. Um, and I know this is probably a very American question of me. I asked, I asked Martin, so I'm going to ask you, um, have you been to Loch Ness? Yes. How is it? Is it cool? I've always wanted to go. Is it a Loch Ness monster? No. 
<laughs> I still want to go because he's, Alistair Crowley's place. Hundreds and hundreds of years it is. <laughs> Actually, beautiful. It's lovely. Um, it's massive. I mean, it's a massive lake, um, and the countries. The whole of uh, the Highlands of Scotland is beautiful, actually. There's a lot of history there. If you go there, you've got Glencoe, which is actually quite eerie. Um, Glencoe was where the Campbells massacred the McDonald's. Um, you can actually, if you drive through that, whether you're a sceptic or not, you can actually pick up the energy. It's uh, Even people that don't believe actually say that they feel, feel things when they go through there. And then you've got um, Culloden as well. Yeah. So Lawdon was like basically the last stance for Scottish against English. The reason Maybe. I want to go there is because of the Bolskin house um, where Aleister Crowley summoned everything. Oh, Aleister Crowley, no! <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to know a funny story about Aleister Crowley? Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> Pam, my sister, is very like, like I'm more of a, Pam's like the other way. She's like, so slow mo. They've <laughs> got to walk in different directions, like you know. She's just popping around. I'm going, come on. She's taking pictures and stuff. Anyway, I hate shopping, as I mentioned earlier on. I've hated it as a kid, and I hate it still, right? My idea of going shopping is, no, there's nothing here, and leave, right? So, but she's the other one. She's a rummaging through every aisle and everything. So, anyway, she wanted tarot cards because back in the early nineties tarot cards were quite popular so she wanted tarot cards so went up the high street which is the royal mile where the castle and all the historic stuff uh, you've got in edinburgh where all the a lot of the ghosty things happen all the ghost trails and everything anyway there was a, a shop there that sold hundreds and hundreds of tarot cards it's not there right so we go in now this is after being out for about six hours looking at tarot cards Right, and I've lost, <laughs> I've lost the total will to live by this point. I just want to go to the pub, you know. I'm like, oh. So anyway, I'm having a view. She's looking at the cards. My mum was there with that day with us, and she's looking at the cards, right? So I'm going to be not chosen something yet. Like, no, no, they're not speaking to me. So I'm looking at the shop, and I'm thinking, God, this is like a strange shop. This because there was like skulls. It was all like black magic stuff, yeah. right? Hmm, so this is like and then it, it didn't it didn't look at the shop name but it was actually called the weird shop <laughs> <laughs> so i found out we were outside so i'm going this is like not great so anyway i've got a pack of cars she says and that was it right so we gets home she goes to her house and i'm back at mine so she next thing she's on the phone i don't like them I said, what what kind of cards have you got she bought the alistair crowley deck <laughs> I'm bringing them round to your house and I'm going, why are you bringing them round to me she says you've got to bless my cards <laughs> that's the only time she's ever spoken like that and I'm like what do you mean bless your cards so anyway Pam right round at the house so she's slow for most things apart from when she's bothered about something so two minutes later she's in the cards and right enough there's a lot of phallic symbols in the, the cards oh yeah for sure but she didn't like them, and she never liked them. So she got—I think she'd put them in the bin actually, eventually. Yeah, he was a, a dark them. man. Yeah. So I think with the the houses uh, was one of the some band member had the bought the house. It burnt down twice the house. 
Yeah, it page. was. Yeah, it was the guitarist for Led Zeppelin. Yeah, and it burnt down. So, I think they were actually talking. It was actually in the news recently because a lot of people have been camping there, obviously trying to get the experience of of him. Although I don't know how how long he stayed there for, to be honest, because he had quite a few points. Um, but anyway. Um, so the the local authority were complaining because they were saying that they were bringing COVID up to the area because they were travelling from all over the place um, and obviously no social distancing and things. So, um, but yeah, no, you want to go to Crowley's house? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Martin, when he when he talked about, it, he said he awoke in like several types of entities there and just kind of left them there before, when he left. And I kind of like to, if I ever had the chance would like to go there just to see like the vibrations of the place and see what's going on. The best if, thing is not to go with any preconceived ideas at all. Yeah. And just feel what you feel naturally. Cause sometimes you go places, like as I say, I've been back to places and I felt nothing, you know, like with Bamborough Castle and I went back with my sister, I didn't really feel anything at all. You know, I don't think energy, I think it moves. I don't think it stays in this, this one place. I don't think, I don't believe that you can, if you're doing a reading for somebody, that you can pull up Great Aunt Ethel or Uncle Albert from 200 years ago. You know, I just, I don't believe that at all. I think some people, if they pass over, they pass over and they don't come back. It's more if something's happened, I think, that they remain or the energy remains. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I can get behind that. That makes a lot of sense to me, actually. Um. Uh, this has been really eye-opening. I appreciate this. Um, and so, is there anything left that you want to tell anybody about anything? Um, I don't know what kind of thing. I mean, totally. Yeah. <laughs> this, as I said, I've had a lot of different experiences that I can't explain. Um, think I was at I was in the police when I was younger, and. Um, I was at police college and we had had a party, if you like, on the last weekend. And I, was, <laughs> I was pretty hungover. Um, well, so it was a party on the Friday night and this was a Saturday night and we had planned to party again on the Saturday night, right? Because <laughs> it was our last weekend and I was like, oh my God, I was so ill, you know. I was like, oh, can I, you know, let's talk about having another drink, so like the hair of the dog. And I was like, oh, I can't even face that. So I'm kind of lying in my bed and I thought, I maybe just won't bother. I'll just not bother going down because we had bought in a, a bar down the, in the bar area which was shut but we'd obviously taken a drink so I'm in the dorm on my own and there's four beds in this dorm and I'm one second next to the window right and there's a chair at, at bottom at each bed right so I thought and there was a phone it was before mobile phones there's a phone outside in the, the hallway so I could hear it ringing because they're obviously thinking, where, where was she? You know, why are you not coming down? And I just thought, just ignore it. I'm just lying in my bed with my hangover here, you see. And then I could hear all these children. And I'm thinking, who are these kids running up and down this corridor? This is what I'm kind of thinking to myself. So the door shut, opened my eyes, made sure the door was shut. I thought, they'll not come in here. And I thought that it was maybe officers, so I used to get taught by the sergeants, if you like. I thought it was their kids that were, maybe they were staying over the weekend and I could hear like giggling. The next thing I could hear them in the room, but there was nothing there. Mm. So I'm like facing the door and I'm going, the door's fucking shut, swear oh. word. <laughs> uh, how can I hear these kids? 
I didn't want to turn around and I could actually hear them bounce on the bed because it was all the, it was these sort of metal spring beds bounce on my bed and then I could feel them bounce on my bed and bounce on the next bed and the next bed and I thought I'm I definitely think I, <laughs> I was frozen I couldn't move that's another thing when things like that happen you can't actually move I don't know if anybody's told you that before sometimes like that you're actually frozen so I'm thinking I'm awake I'm awake to myself no I'm asleep I was actually this is what I'm saying to myself you know and this is when it wasn't cool to be psychic I have to yeah. say. So, uh, this is not cool stage and I thought no, and I could hear them again bounce 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 and I thought I'm not I was actually freaking out by this point and then uh, then it all kind of started to like muffle away but before it muffled away I heard one of the chairs move which is like a slight move and I thought I'm not hearing this I was like in denial at this point anyway the, the voices just disappeared it was there and then it wasn't there well flew out of bed, that's when I was really fit, flew out of bed, light <sighs> ran, opened the corridor door, nothing there, right? And then when I came back in, the chair that had been at the bottom of the bed, of the next bed, had actually been moved. I think I would have went back to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, no, I went back to bed, light on, and I sat like that all night. <laughs> you brought up something that Tolly thinks is a myth, and it was a hangover, but I tell him all the time you have to stop drinking to actually have them. My <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, usually, like... If if we have somebody in the same like time zone, we all usually have some drinks while we're while we're podcasting. <laughs> it's a little early still though. <laughs> so I don't know. It turned out there was no children staying that weekend. That's wild. It was just it is wild. Castle, Tully Allen Castle. It's an old castle. Um, I actually put that online because I thought maybe somebody else has been here and they've heard the same thing. But the rumours were there was a, a grey lady, you know, the infamous grey lady. Um, uh, but that wasn't, that was kids. I don't know what the story with that is. So do you think... Um, kids scare me the most. Anything to do with, like, kids' spirits or kid energies terrifies me. I think it's because I don't like kids. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you have any plans for doing, like like video blogs or anything yes yeah we would love to we would love <laughs> to see some of these places that you go out to oh yeah for sure we're do that. that is one of the the things because i said it's a bit of pity because had we videoed even that bit with rosalind chapel me writing down that girl's name that whole bit that would have been a lot more credible than just obviously because obviously you're only hearing you know from us yeah that's almost like evidence in a way, isn't it? So yeah, we're, we're planning to, we went, I did do it and then I fell. Um, we were outside, we went to Macduff, Macduff uh, Castle and I started off videoing it and about how, oh look there, blah, 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 and there's the sea and I was blaring away and then all you saw was my phone going. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy looking at <laughs> So yeah, we are planning to do, um, once we go back out, I'm going to definitely um, video it. Um, I might have to get somebody to do it because uh, I'm not, as I say, I'm not very good at the, the videoing, but yeah. We're rounding we're the end now, but Tolly has a question here that he's not even brought up at all. It's about an app. 
and I'm not familiar with this. I don't think oh, I can okay. I can talk about it. I I wasn't gonna uh bring it up because it doesn't sound like um that she probably uses this. I'm curious about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 a technophobe. I'll be honest, right? Uh, yeah. As in, you know, when you get that little counter and things don't go right, I actually want to pick up the computer and chuck it. That's <laughs> <laughs> so so our last guest uh the last paranormal guest that we had uses this app on their phone it's called uh rando nautica and and you'll have to you'll have to uh to look at at some stories online when uh rando nautica when, when we get off so so it's a an app where you you basically meditate on intention so you think about something it could be anything oh that's like visualization really it's about like the the whole idea of the the secret or the the what's it have you ever read any of the sort of uh, what's it called it used to be a, a book like the ninth insight maybe but so insight, what's it called it's got like a so once you set your intention you click uh go and within a within a certain radius around you it'll give you coordinates and you're supposed to go there and something strange happens and i've watched a bunch of videos where these people will do this i have heard this and they go like one girl goes and finds these drawings in the middle of the woods from kids and there's like a a tunnel like under a bridge where a river runs through or a creek and she's she reaches down picks up the the paper and is like looking around is like what the heck and then all of a sudden you hear the laughter of a child and she just books it out of there but um, strange strange things happen to people who use this rando nautic um be careful with this because I actually know what this is. I didn't know what it was looking at it, but the one story I heard about it was these girls were doing it in Seattle and they came across a briefcase that had a funky smell to it. Do you think it's not maybe if it's an app, it must be preset, surely that it could be somebody who's just manipulating well, to go so, so it's supposed to be um, a quantum computer. So so regular computer, like you said, isn't truly random. Yeah. Because it's a, an algorithm can only have so many outcomes. Yeah. But they're supposed to be using a quantum computer, which is truly random and has infinite possibilities. And they're saying that, like, because there's intention set with that, that um, it's causing all these crazy experiences. But if you haven't watched any videos on it, you should definitely check it out. It's crazy. Uh-huh. I've not heard of it before, yeah, but it's like these. But be careful if you did decide to follow this, because like I was saying, there's a couple girls in Seattle. I didn't know that's what it was called, but they were doing this, and they found a suitcase that had that funky smell. It was a dead body. Yeah. So, yeah. Some of the events seem a little too convenient for for my take, and and I know there are settings within that That application that it it will – I know that. But there, there are different it settings like in, in that app. Sorry, it sounds like you're playing like online poker, and you yeah. win for a while, and all of a sudden you never win because to me it's like 
they must recognize that you're winning too much so then it changes the the cards and you know <laughs> exactly. We, we I can use, the way. I was talked out by Poker. doesn't it allow you? You can like look for a, a cluster of um, I'm gonna call it energy for lack of a better term, or you can look for voids of energy. Yeah. You can go to more secluded, not necessarily secluded areas, but m- more energy secluded areas. Yeah, people uh, more more so than like finding dead bodies, people just experience like. Like the like weird feelings and places that are like impossibly quiet. Um, there was one person that found a they they walk through the middle of the woods for a long time, and they come across a car in the middle of the woods that's surrounded by these huge trees. Like there's it's absolutely physically impossible that, that someone could have drove the car in there. It was really weird, but. I just I just wondered if you heard heard about that at all. But I think sometimes these things are worth not maybe believing in, but just being yeah aware of. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's almost like for an investigation, if you like, into how random that actually is. Have you done it? I done it one time with my wife, and uh, we went out and. The place where we were supposed to go, it, so you put the coordinates into your GPS, and we just took off driving. It was like 15 minutes away, and the place where we were supposed to go was in a curve, and it, the road kind of dropped down off the bank, and it was somebody's private property. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to go onto somebody's private property. So we just kept going around the curve, and as we turned the curve, there was somebody that – was I mean this this was an old country road with no uh no lines on the road so very narrow and there was somebody that came around the curve probably going 60 70 miles an hour they barely missed us swerved through that uh private property and then just kept going but they, that they, person they, was me <laughs> <laughs> but after, after that, and you're supposed to go to these places or does it just say right that's your coordinates go yep uh-huh. it be, they could have been waiting on you coming around the corner <laughs> yeah it after that we haven't uh we haven't fooled around with it since the way that Tolly's talking about this, I feel like you're making money off this somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no <You> money. Start... <laughs> I think it's like everything, though. I think it's about, like, there's lots of apps there. There's a lot of people get involved in this, like, paranormal and the occult and all that kind of stuff. And then it becomes out of their control. So I think it's best sometimes to not get too involved in that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like you're talking about the apps because a lot of people believe, a lot of people want something to believe in. You know, I whether agree. it's space or aliens or whatever it is. You, say, <laughs> you know, it's fine if that's what they want to, to believe in. You know, if they have like spirit guides or Indians or whatever they have, that's fine. You know, I don't yeah. believe in that. But if somebody, you know, I don't believe in, um, you know, people say like colors, for example. I make up my own, you know, I might see blue around somebody, but. Blue might mean something different the next again day, you know, but some people have set things, I think, and that's fine if that's how people need to to um, learn things, if you like. If somebody wants to do tarot cards and learn it all by that way, that's fine, you know. 
it's what they're doing. But for that, for me, that's not that doesn't work at all. I have to go by what I feel. And same with that, you know, you're talking about, I don't know if you've read the Bangour one about us finding the, the body bag in the woods. Mm-hmm. We were standing in the, we'd been down the hospital and we were standing and I saw this bag, black bag in the forest. And I'll go at my sister, what do you think that is? It looks like there could be a body in that. So as soon as you think that, it maybe is, right? She's going, no. So we're standing, and this is like five o'clock at night in the sort of like winter time, so it was dark. And we're kind of, well, it was getting dark, and we're looking, and I'm going, do you think that? No. We'll just leave it. I said, but we can't leave it because if somebody says there's a body in there, we've just left it, you know? Next thing, this wee woman appears with the binoculars. And she's, she's, so the three, I don't know where she came from, but the three of us are looking, and I says, we're just wondering if that's a, bo- uh, a body in the bag. And she goes, oh, right enough. And I says, but we can't get in because of where the woods were. And uh, she says, no. So she's got a binoculars. She goes, no, it doesn't look like a body. There's something white there. And I says, but it could be somebody wrapped in, you know, something and put in the body bag. It turned out it was just a duvet. It exploded out of the body bag. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Um, this has been a really great discussion, and we appreciate you a lot coming on here. Um, let let everybody know uh, where they can find your stuff. Like, where's the best place to find your stuff at? Well, we've got our, obviously a blog site, um, Enchanted Trail Seekers, um, which I'm not allowed to touch, by the way, because <laughs> because I'm a technophobe. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk to guests before they come on. I was told by my sister. She does all the technical side of it. She goes, you'll just mess it up or delete everything. So, yeah, so that, or we've got our Facebook page, Twitter now, or Instagram. Um, which I'm just, we're just kind of starting to build up a bit. Because I yeah, do poetry we- as well as paint and stuff. So there's a bit of a mixture of Stuff we like. don't uh we don't let Cecil scare the guests off before <laughs> before we can uh get started. Yes, I'm in a I'm in the matrix, it's all right. Vlogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then great photographs on there. As I'll go and check your your other uh, stuff on uh, YouTube. Can yeah. uh can people buy your um intention cards? Yeah. So that's on Etsy. Etsy. Again, and what do, I think the link's on our web page, but it's also on our Facebook page. It says a sort of kind of shop. I think uh, we've sold a couple already, but again, with the, we haven't really been put, like, probably like yourselves, because of the COVID thing, we haven't really been pushing stuff. Um, we've also, like, I don't do any one-to-one readings. I do a couple of Skype things, um, but I prefer, I don't think you can really do a lot with Skype. It's more just if somebody's really struggling. You're talking about if somebody wanted advice and I felt like they were struggling to do with something. But a lot of people at this time, it's they're looking for direction, I think, or they've lost somebody. And I prefer to sit one-to-one with somebody when I'm doing that. That's not awesome. Not over our computer, because I, I feel it's quite impersonal, really. And sometimes when you're... I mean, I sit with somebody I would normally sit with them for a good hour as well I don't do 10 minutes of quick stuff and of course if you're watching this you're already watching YouTube so hit subscribe um, if you want to be a guest reach out to us on any of the platforms I mentioned 
or email us at bipolar underscore teddy bear at outlook.com. See, I got it that time totally. This has been a great, great discussion. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you for watching us because we're watching you. <laughs>